Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Best Ever You Network, celebrating our third year on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. Thank you for helping us become a number one rated live show with over one million global listeners. Our team is on a mission to help you discover your authentic best self and bring it to the world. And now, here's our show. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for listening to the Best Ever You Show. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, and uh, I'm the founder of the Best Ever You Network, which is at besteveryou.com. And then I also have a new website out there. It's elizabethgarino.com. Garino is G-U-A-R-I-N-O. So elizabethgarino.com is out there now, too. So I thank you so much for listening to us today, and we've got a wonderful guest with us for probably the full hour, I think, we'll go. We can, if, if Robert can hang on with us for that long, I didn't check his, his time. But we have Robert Sharp with us, and um, he's the founder and host and producer of Bringing Inspiration to Earth. And that's a radio show on Blog Talk Radio as well. The website is biteradio.me. And he's also the author of Joy Potential, where you'd least expect it. Um, also, you've got, gosh, you've got a couple. Well, let me just welcome you, and you can tell us all about your book. How, how are you today? <laughs> how are you today, Robert? Good day, I won't tell you the whole thing. <laughs> Good day, Elizabeth. Oh. Thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate the chance to talk with you again. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me on your show, and I'm so sorry that it took so long to get you on mine, but I, as I say to some of my guests here in the fall and as we kick into the winter, I don't usually do too many radio shows in the summer because my um, – I have, we have four four young men, but the younger two play baseball, and one of them plays baseball over the country. So we're running around, and there's just, you know, just that, that you know, that push and pull where you're like, hmm, should I be outside or on the radio? Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Family but wins out, I, as it should. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, so of all the things that you've uh, that you do, I'm just curious, um, what's what's the latest thing that you have going on? Is it a photo book? Sounds like you have a new yes. book out. Yes, yes. I had um, the, the latest thing that I've uh, published is a it's a photo book. It's like a a glossy coffee table type book. Um, cool. I've I love I'm I love I'm an amateur photographer and I just love nature. And what I did is I took some of my most popular nature photos. And added some uh, messages, you know, kind of like what nature tries to teach us in, in e- you know, each of the whatever it shows us, be it an animal, plant, or just landscape, and just added some inspirational thoughts to that. And and so yeah, so that's my latest uh, publication. I really like that. You know, to me, it's. Um, you know, nature is just so wonderful, and if we just kind of listen to what she has to say, it can make our life uh, much, much better. You know, you and I, the last time we talked, we talked about um, we had a lot of similarities between us, um, especially in our our um, past careers. We did a lot of financial things and, and all the good stuff, the corporate trainer mode. It's a lot different than writing a photo book or, you know, than producing a photo book. What made you it, shift gears 
<laughs> it is, yeah, and I was uh, kind of taken back too by our, our common uh, history. But you know, that's uh, that's what's uh, what you know, each thing that we do kind of just contributes to what we do later in life. And, and I'm sure yours has you know been very beneficial for your radio show and what you've done with your guests and that kind of thing. And and the as far as the books, the I'm really kind of just follow guidance. You know, my first book, Joy Potential, was one that uh, was completely guided inspirationally every day. I mean, it was one where one day I was walking and the whole uh, plot idea came to me. And then each day I would walk and then kind of give, being shown what to write next. And I would run back to the to the office and break out the computer and start typing. And I truly didn't know what was going to come next until I walked. I mean, it was just the oddest thing, you know, that, that happened. But uh, I, I kind of joke, I think that was my guy just trying to get me to exercise and to work for it <laughs> in, in a way. <laughs> but, Maybe I'll try that. But, <laughs> Next book, well, you walk for well, it. Well, yeah, well, it worked. You know, I mean, it was, it was, it really got me into the habit. And and it was funny on days when it was raining or just too cold, and I didn't do my morning walk. I I would sit down and and, and just wouldn't come. So that particular book was, um, I, you know, it was one of those things that really kind of got me into the writing mode. And then, um, and then the second one, it's no secret, spirituality bites. Um, that one is a, uh, a kind of a conglomeration of uh, different things that I've learned from guests throughout the years and, you know, and, and various topics. And the one thing that uh, over the years that I've recognized is that by reading so many you know, self-help books or, or people who have survived struggle and kind of came out stronger, each person and each book has really taught me something you know it, you know and it, it's like every guest too you always learn something and what i did is i kind of put together oh about 13 different topics for people to uh to learn about you know i, I in the book i have particularly in the uh ebook version i have uh hyperlinks in the book to shows you know, i mentioned this is what i learned from you know mary you know domey you know and, and to, about awareness and and here's a link to mary's show and here's a link to mary's book and here's a link to mary's webpage so, and this is what i learned from her and this is what i do now that makes my life better because of what i've learned so that was kind of a you know just a and I really wanted to get it out there because I was doing things better, you know, with each each guest. So I wanted to have other people to kind of have that opportunity without having to go through and read all the books, but be able to at least get the learning points and and actions that they can take. Um, hey, then the yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I've, no. I, I was just going to say, and then the, the Nature's Inspiration was one I just, uh, you know, I had kind of gathered enough um, pictures, and I happened to notice, I used Lulu as a self-publisher, and I happened to notice that they had a, a you know, kind of a, a photo book option, and I just went ahead and did it, <laughs> just plugged it in and yeah. sat down and, and said, okay, what do I want to say about the snake or the heron, you know, and, and uh so that's that's kind of how that all came about. I used Lulu um, for my book before my Hay House one for a, a children's book called Pinky Doodlebug, and I can't 
it will do a little Lulu plug here. I can't um, tell you uh, how wonderful they are. They were so supportive. They even blogged about the book and everything. So for everybody listening out there who wants to create a book, it's Lulu is easy, isn't it? It is. It is. I, I find it, you know, because it once you publish there, you can go through all kinds of platforms, um, you yep. know, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, everybody all at once, and and then also it, it, particularly with the the book with uh, spirituality bites with all the hyperlinks, it also allows me that if you know one of the links no longer is operating, I can quickly go in and update the book and you know make it current, really without any hassle, and then from that point on, people who purchase it will have of the updated version, so it's just so streamlined. I like that aspect. Yeah, it's easy. Do um, you know the one thing I I notice in your voice and through your work and through everything that you do is it's not with an intention of oh this is you know this is it this is going to make me famous this is going to make me a millionaire <laughs> this is going to uh, do this and this is going to do that why why what's your why why do you do what you do? Oh, good, good question. Uh, yes, you know, and if I were to um, have that expectation or the hope that it would, uh, you know, make me a gazillionaire, you know, it just um, I would be disappointed, you know, because the fact is, is that you know, as you know, people who you know start out and and be, you know publish their first book and that kind of thing, it it doesn't always have that you know immediate financial reward. Um, and really? you know why I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought percolate would be up there, though. No. So, <laughs> but um, you know, it's it, the one thing that I've you know, I, I tell all, also other people who you know want to, you know want to publish books and really want to get the story down is it's really important to just express what it is that you want to get it out there, and you know even. You know, I'm going to sound cliche, but even if you help just one person, you know, kind of live life better, you know, that it really creates a ripple and it it makes the effort worthwhile, you know, as opposed to just just the idea of you know what am I going to get out for it? It's more of a an outward expression. What can I do for others? Yep. And um, speaking of what can you do for others, you've got this awesome radio show. You've been Doing a radio show. Has it always been on Blog Talk Radio? Yeah, uh, yes, yes. I, no, I did have some experience broadcast before that, but but my own show, yeah, it's always been on Blog Talk. Yeah, mine too. And so you did yours in 2010. And your show, which also has a website that go, everything you do has this website, B I T E radio.me. Um, just so I spell that out so people can go there if you want to while we're listening or whatever. And that's also your Twitter handle, right? Yes, yeah, correct. Um, That's correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, when you listen to your show, it's always this positive show. It, it's enlightening. It's entertaining. It's not that kind of gotcha radio where you've got a guest on and you want to ask them something, you know, so horrible about their past or something like that. It's it's a wonderful, uplifting show. What made you um, What made you start a radio show? Yeah, well, it it was interesting. I had some background being a, a support person for a friend who had a broadcast radio show, and I was doing the marketing and the production and commercials and all that kind of thing. I never really saw myself as being a host. Uh, I, I didn't really know what I would talk about, and <laughs> that that went for you know for oh, a few years, 
And then, you know, the the idea of, you know, possibly doing one, and, and actually even I thought of, before I even do my own show, I thought it would be great to have a bunch of other hosts in a network, you know, of shows where I could be provide the support, which is what I, you know, was accustomed to. Um but in in the main reason I didn't want to do my own show is because I hated the sound of my voice. <laughs> I was like, oh god, oh, really? who would? Oh yeah, it's like who would want to listen to you? So I got into the point where I don't care. It's like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Should we that's put on a radio voices? It. And now, <laughs> really? don't you yeah. don't you think like to do? I always thought like to do radio, or, you know, it it had to be full of that you know fake voice of la la la, you know that authoritative kind of thing and. I just have decided, eh, I'm good. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes. 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 And and when uh, the domain uh, carrier that I use came up with the the dot me extension, I thought you know, it, many years ago I told someone what I did, and and their as far as activities and their comment to me was that they felt that my life purpose was bringing inspiration to earth, um, you know, bringing things um, from the theoretical and the conceptual into reality, you know, kind of creating business plans, you know, marketing plans. And so anyway, and, and that was probably eight or nine years before I even started the show. And so when it all became available, I thought, okay, bringing the inspiration to earth is good. And, you know, then there was that that uh, self-judging that I finally said, get out of your way, you know, don't listen to yourself, <laughs> just do it. If it works, great. If it doesn't, then no there. problem. Yeah. What was your first yeah. show like where you're like, I'm talking to air and no one? <laughs> <laughs> That's what, the way mine went. How about you? Yeah. Well, I, I had a, I had a guest on, you know, and, and I'm I'm see, and even to this day, I'm best with a guest. I'm not the kind of person who, or it's it's just not my skill set yet to be able to just ramble on about a topic. Um, you know, it's just. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and and some people are great at it. I mean, they, they can just, you know, lay it out there. But um, I'm, I'm just best interactive. And, you know, when I've done my annual anniversary shows, I, you know, don't have a guest in. And that's one of those where I do my rambling and <laughs> I just laugh. It's yeah. like, oh, God, <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, I did a, I did a show um my son, who I don't know, he must must have been eleven at the time. He said, "Mom, you need a headset, and we need to fix this up and do all this stuff." And so we, I called it, I I called it the technical fix show or something like that. And as we were on air, because there's no way to not be actually on air to test things out and stuff like that at the time, um, people started calling in. And so I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so they're like, people are calling in. Should we answer it? So we answered it, and it <laughs> turned into this gratitude show. I said, well, you know, if we're going to call in, just tell me what you're grateful for. And so we've turned that show into Good Morning Gratitude. But it's that same anxiety where you get on the air kind of by yourself, and I do them every Thanksgiving, and I'm like, if nobody calls in, I'm going to look like the biggest moron ever. <laughs> Sitting here like do 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 talking, <laughs> but you know you got to keep the faith on those things where yeah. you know you hope people will call in or whatever. Maybe you want to co-host that with me this year. We'll do our little that would be great. Yeah, I'll do that. I'd love it. That. That'd, that'd be fun. All right, yeah, because every year I randomly ask somebody to to co-host the show with me, and then we we together 
randomly ask people to call in. <laughs> so you can you can be in the hot seat with me. Great, yes. It's yes. So See now as long as I have a co host, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, me too. You can talk about anything. Um but I usually do that right around Thanksgiving. Um in the morning or something like that because good morning gratitude but so that's really cool yeah i hear you on the whole guest thing who's your favorite guest that you've had on um or a couple Whoa. of them like what are the shows yeah you've done yeah. 700 shows so narrow it down <laughs> yeah <laughs> really boy um I, I would say probably one of my let's say as far as the i'll name a few as far as the yeah. my probably my all-time favorite was when i had russell targon uh he's uh the guy he's a physicist who wrote the book the reality of esp a physicist um something but anyway, he, he was he was fascinating you know i he was started this uh sanford uh, esp site up at stanford university had a very scientific approach to looking at esp and precognitive types of um experiences and anyway i i like that i i, I really enjoyed his perspective also you know he had dealings with the cia and all that kind of thing when they you know were uh, interested in that and so he was probably in that realm one of my most interesting um now i do also have environmental shows which i started a few years back and my favorite guest in that one was a gentleman named uh captain charles moore and he was a gentleman who, back in the, I believe it was the late 90s, discovered the Pacific, uh, the Great Pacific Garbage um, Dump. I you know it's the, oh, yeah. it's where the, yeah, the gyres Rap. all come together. Yeah, with all that, he was fascinating. Yeah. You know, and 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 his work with, you know, helping, you know, rid the oceans of, of plastic. He, I, I really enjoyed him. And uh, and I would say probably in the, I have a children's corner part and and probably the the most interesting uh, children's corner was a, a, actually the first woman that I had on the show her name was Pat David and she wrote a book called Hugs um, and it was really about um, a, a support book for children with cancer and when i read her book there were things in her book that were educational you know for for children but there were things that i didn't know about cancer and what happened is, is shortly after she was on the show i had um, a couple friends who were diagnosed with cancer and and just them talking to me about their treatment i was able to understand exactly what they were talking about because of her book so you know i thought that that was really great that's, yeah, that's really interesting. So your your shows, um, self help, spirituality, children's corner, and environmental awareness. Um, t- tell me why you picked those four areas. Well, I started with the spirituality aspect because that's kind of where I had contacts and, and that kind of aspect. And I still have that interest in, you know, in the metaphysical realm, that kind of thing, or or in the in the spiritual in the sense of, you know, people who have struggled and survived. I've had quite a few people on to talk about cancer, and I still do, and I always will continue to have that because every time we talk about it, I think that it's important. It raises awareness and and um you know and alzheimer's i've had some on that and then um the self help aspect it was all the whole 
kind of common thread is inspiration. Anybody who can provide inspiration, and and the, the self help came in when it you know came to talking about goals and, and just different ways of improving. A lot of that I I kind of did it for myself. I mean, there were many times it's like, well, I really want to learn about this. You know, this person can help me, so I'm going to go ahead and do the show, even though if, even if no one listens, that's fine. I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and yep, you know. Away, yeah. So, yeah, and then um, and then the uh, the children's and the environmental came as a result of I was uh, one day one of my neighbors who knew about Joy Potential that I'd written that showed me a clipping from a newspaper uh, that talked about a local author group networking group that kind of got together and thought that I might want to go and join them well that was on a Sunday and a Tuesday was was the meeting and my thought was well I was walking it's like oh yeah that meeting's today should I go should I not go and and I was kind of really ambivalent about going but I thought well let me go ahead what the heck and so I went there and there there, there was like like, Yeah, but I went there, and there were only a few people there. I mean, like maybe half a dozen people. So my first initial reaction was like, oh, this is going to be a waste of time. But but in that meeting is when I met uh, three women, all who had written children's books that would be that I thought were inspirational. And then I thought, okay, you know, this is what I'm being shown. I need to maybe do you know a children's corner and um and then one of them in particular wrote a book, uh, Sully Saves the Seas and it's about a seagull that you know does the pollution and she's very environmentally active. And so anyway she she I mean her enthusiasm got me to recognize that, you know, environmental awareness is also really important as well. Beautiful. Yeah, I love I love hearing the if you can't tell I love hearing the why behind why people do you know just the, mm-hmm. the real yeah. why between what motivates people to do what they do because um, there's always a reason and it's always you met somebody or saw something or, or um, do you think you'll add other areas to your show as you go on or are you going to focus on those four things? Well, uh, I you never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Right right at the moment, I I don't see any any additional. Um, categories of it but uh but i don't know i mean you know right now i get a really nice healthy response to bookings so you know and i usually do three shows a week now so um but you know i again you just never know i'm always open to it it's always a possibility now the the one thing i notice about you and, and correct me if i'm super way off here you don't seem very political are you political in the background <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, tell me if I'm on or off there. You're you're on. You're right on. Um, okay. Yes, I, I do. I do the old avoid politics and religion. <laughs> um, you know, it, and it's it's not because I'm not political or not. You know, you know, I have anything against religious shows or religion. It's just that right. those two areas, you know, are are very can be very controversial. And as you mentioned, you know, early on, I'm not the kind, I like to have a positive environment and I'm not one that will, you know, do the gotchas or try and, and um, create controversy. To me, there's just enough of that going on and I don't, you know, I don't need to stir it up any. Yeah. You know, I, I noticed on, um, on Facebook in particular lately, I, I can, um, I have a real hard time going through the you know the home feed where everybody's posts are because they're they're turning ranting 
um, a lot of people are ranting about this and that and politics mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and I'm kind of the same way. Um, it, I think it I think it divides your audience. Um, yeah. It, totally and completely when you put something controversial on. A lot of people will do that just to get the likes and just to get people talking and <laughs> not care what uh-huh. people say and not care who they offend and all this stuff. And, yeah, I steer clear also. Um, and I can't... I, I think I'm with you where it's like, you know, that's true to me. Um, I, I easily yeah. could. I could post something horrendous right. and you know, mm-hmm. have, something, have it go yeah. crazy. But I just really choose to, I'd rather be um, less popular, I think, or less controversial or whatever the words are for that than out there doing that. I think it's negative. I think it's like it's like negative energy. Yeah, and it is, you know. Yeah, and it's kind of like what do what kind of environment you know the whole idea is if if you are um, a um, a result of those who you interact with and in your conversations and your thoughts and that kind of thing, it's like okay, you know who do you want to be? <laughs> you know, do you want to be a, a a gathering of negativity? You know, a focal point of ne- negativity, um, or or do you want to be a, a focal point for positivity and cooperation and uplifting? So, it's choice choices. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Is choices now. Um, what made you? How'd you get interested in photography? Because we share that love too. Um, I, I, geez, I sometimes hesitate to post my photos <laughs> that I take. I'm like, oh, but you know, I, I, you know, I'm happy with them. And so when I post it, I'm like, well, I like that. And hopefully, maybe you know, another person in the world might too. And sometimes I get real surprised, and and um, other times it's crickets. But. Um, <laughs> Do you? What made you do that? Because that's that can be really putting yourself out there when you go take pictures and post them and all this stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, well you, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's interesting. I, I, as far as photography, I've kind of ha- I had that in, in college. I had one of the, you know, photography class, the dark room, and and and. Can I interrupt um, you for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So did I. Only, only Mar- <laughs> uh, Martha Garcia. I'm mentioning you on air. We were the girls who needed help developing that film. That's you know I'm old, so oh my god, I've never destroyed so many rolls of film in my life in a dark room. Oh, I'm oh so god. thankful for digital cameras. Thank you. Oh, I know. Anyway, keep yeah. going. Yeah. No, so yeah, yeah. That was a whole yeah. That was a whole different oh. world back then. You know. Um, yeah. And thank God for digital. Um, yeah. So. So for for many years that was on a back burner. I never really and and until a few years ago and and got a new camera and really just started um, noticing a lot of nature, you know, and and really getting some of those messages that I mentioned, you know, while I was taking pictures and and to me that was that was I liked it. I liked that idea of you know seeing the you know the graceful heron, you know, thinking oh today is just going to be one of those days or you know um, there was even one in the book. There I have a book of a snake. You know, snakes aren't my <laughs> aren't my thing at all. You know, I don't I don't like them one one bit. But uh, one day. I was um, exiting. I was at a friend's house and, and left the house. And normally, I, I take a lot of bird pictures, so I'm always looking up at the trees. So all of a sudden, I look up in the tree, and there's this. I don't know what it was. So I thought, let me go grab my camera and zoom in and see what it was. Well, sure enough, it was this huge snake that had just oh, eat, 
they had just eaten something. I mean, it was like, oh, Lord. I mean, it was a wild picture. Um, but anyway, but, you know, at that moment, the minute I saw the snake, the first thing that popped into my mind was transformation, shedding the old skin, you know, getting ready for something bigger. You know, that, I mean, boom, boom, boom. Those were the messages that kind of popped in. And really? I thought, well, I'd be like, you know, don't fall on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was at a distance. Like I, like I said, I had the focus. I had the zoom lens going. <laughs> so, uh, and and now, whenever I'm in that neighborhood, I do. Be, I am very careful about going under the trees. Oh um, yeah. But uh, but you know it, that you know it's just that those messages and and I used to I have like a, a a personal Facebook page and then I have my radio Facebook page and I used to just post pictures on my personal one um, and then one day I accidentally put it on the the radio page and 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 I thought oh my God you know I put it on the wrong page you know what are you know that's not really kind of what I was intending to do and put it out there but several people liked it you know and and since that and it's been going on now for probably about a year and a half or so um it's gotten to the point now where everybody not everybody but a lot of the friends come to the the page just to see what photo I put on the day you know and um yeah you know and, and I to me that's great and and I've actually had a couple of friends say that you know as a result of that and they're, they're now looking at taking pictures and you know and and uh, kind of looking at messages too so so that's kind of nice to see other people you know recognize that uh, you know what nature has to show us do um do are your pictures for sale or just in the photo book? Like, um, no, I them? actually, I actually do have them for sale now. I actually, uh, there's uh, on, on my web page, I have a, a link to a shopping mall. It's, it's gotten to the point where I've, it's like, okay, I've got all of these different things going on. I need to kind of put it together. So I have it, you know, a mall that has the books linked to the books, and I've got a nature, some three nature calendars this year, which are I really love. Um, and uh, then I've got also a link to uh, it's, it's uh, Shutterproof is the name of the um, company where you can post your photos for sale. You know, people can download them and, and purchase them at a very reasonable rate. So, yeah, so I, I just, you know, so I've got those there as well. And, and um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's kind of fun to be able to do that. I, I To me, you know, the word, uh, the picture can capture so much that words can't. How important is self-confidence to you? Random kind of self-confidence hmm. type question, huh? Because it seems like you do a lot of the things um, that you have to do. Um, you have to root in self-confidence, and like I think we all do, rem- <laughs> remind ourselves often that it, it's rooted in self-confidence. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, yeah. What's your practice there regarding confidence well yeah yeah well you know i would say that you know as far as i mean self-confidence is yeah i wouldn't say that i'm you know right up there with you know having that uh mastered by any means you know that quite often you know doubt and that kind of thing pops in but i for me like when it comes to the books and and just the different things that i do I do it for the the sake of the effort. You know, it's not if you do something without expecting a particular result, then you know, 
there's no question of confidence. It's like I'm. This is what I'm going to do. Now, some people, you know, because to me, self confidence is like you know, without self confidence, you you know, you don't try, you you hesitate, you doubt, you know, those kinds of things that, that prevent you from doing something. Um, so, for me, if I can remove my expectation to a particular result, then there's no reason to question my confidence of what I'm doing. Or, or you know, and, and there will be judgment. I mean, there, it was in a Taylor Swift, there will be haters. <laughs> there, haters going to hate it, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, and that's going to be there, and, and that's fine. You know, that's their world. It doesn't have to be mine. Yeah. And so I'm on your website, which everybody listening is, B-I-T-E-R-A-D-I-O dot M-E. And uh, did you take this picture at the top of it with the logo bringing inspiration to Earth? That's a really cool Yes, picture. I did. Yes, yeah, I did. Yeah, all of your calendars, you have books, calendars. <laughs> there's, um, we're just going to do a big website plug now. Um, cards, there's <laughs> okay. photos. I'm interested also in what your wellness store is. What What made you do a wellness store? Well, that is I I um and and that particular one is more like essential oils and um you know uh, personal care types of things. I just this last year really wanted to explore that um, you know the essential oil and the healing aspects and and aromatherapy you know that that aspect of you know those are things that. Um, I had kind of had on the periphery for you know for a few years, but I thought, okay, this year I'm going to dive into that, you know, and get to know, and and it's been fun. I mean, it's really I've really enjoyed learning about all of the the different um, oils, um, using them. I, I do you know I, I have a little diffuser, so you know each morning I pick my little scent for the day, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know it, it, it's great. It just kind of sets the mood. Um, I've got you know. One of my favorite things is I don't know if you know about anything about essential oils, but bergamot is one of my, is like a citrus oil. It's wonderful when you make iced tea <laughs> for me, and, and uh, so I just you know I just love exploring and and a lot of the oils that are available through my wellness store are the kind that you know, I mean they can be you know that are ingestible in the sense that you can you know use them for cooking and that kind of stuff. So. So I've just been exploring with that, and, and so anyway, it's a store. Um, it's through DoTerra, um, but um, yeah, so it, it's been fun. I've, I'm, you know, also kind of uh, going out and, and chatting with people about it, and uh, so that that's what that, that wellness is all about. Are you surprised ever at the amount of um, care, self care, self compassion? To borrow some words from your blog, self love, and so forth that men need as well as women. I really like, I'm, I've clicked on your blog here, and I just noticed right off the bat, self-care and self-compassion is not just for women. And I know your show, this blog is about a guest you had. Um, but as you do all the things that you're doing now for several years, are you, are you I don't know if I've got the right words for it, but are you, people think stuff like this is just for women all the time. But guys mm-hmm. need help too. Yes, yes. That um, you know the you know the archetype of the male and the female. The the female being you know the compassionate and the male being the you know the, the aggressive, the energetic. The you know I mean, those 
you know, they, I mean, to me, they're just different energies, you know, you know, and there's, I've noticed there's, um, just as women have found power in being able to express the masculine archetype, you know, men have, you know, historically been criticized for trying to, you know, embrace the feminine, the, the nurturing aspect of life. And, and um, you know, and that's shifting, you know, thank goodness. I think we're, you know, I mean, everyone has a mix of, mix of them in, in varying degrees, but, um, it is really important, and uh, just real quick, one of my—I'm actually working on a, a new book right now that just came about within the last few weeks. Um, it's going to be uh, an anthology of of stories of caregivers, um, but with a focus on the person for whom they cared. So it's going to be like a picture of them, the caregiver and who they give care to, and the story about the person who they're giving care. You know what were the circumstances that required them to have care, and then for the caregiver uh, to give their experience. And in the stories right now, I've gotten stories right now strictly from women. You know, and I just you know, and that that my first thought was, okay, now where are the men in this? And uh, I had a gentleman on my show yesterday, uh, J.V. Crum. Uh, during the show, he mentioned that you know he became one point point in his life he became a caregiver for his father who had Parkinson's, and that as a caregiver, the his experience had transformed him, you know, and and I thought, you know, great, JV, I want you to be part of part of this book, you know, and, but, you know, it was that aspect, you know, because often when it comes to caregiving, you know, it, the responsibility often falls on the females. Um, right. Yeah, one, yeah, one story, one story I had is from um, a woman who took care of her mother, but she had three brothers, and it was like, well, you know, as the only daughter, I felt it my responsibility, you know, and it's, uh, you know, so, um, so yeah, I, I, you know, men do need, we all need nurturing, you know, and um, we all should be able to express that without judgment. You know, as you are talking, I'm thinking of the the doctor who um, contributed to Percolate, and her name is Dr. Katie Eastman. And um, she, you know, she added a lot, of, a lot to Percolate. I wouldn't have a book without her. And I, I wonder if you might be interested in interviewing her for your book, um, because she is all. A, she was a caregiver for her mother, hearing um, oh. pain, and she, her story is amazing. And then also, she, um, she owns Children's Palliative Care Community. Oh my goodness! Okay. So, um, she's on yes. Twitter, Dr. Katie E. Just tell her I sent you. Like you were on the radio and on the show, and, and great. Um, she would be wonder. She would be a wonderful addition to your book. Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, that would be great. I will certainly contact her. Yeah, and you know, and, and the one thing that really kind of was a seed for this was the the LinkedIn article I did about Alzheimer's, and you know, and but I want my book to kind of be wide ranging, you know, not just the dementia and you know, which is a big part of, of today's environment. Right. But also, you know, physical disability, just disease, you know, whether it be, you know, parent, spouse, child, non relative, you know, whatever. Um it's sense. it's a caregiver, receiver relationship that's really important. Good for you. That that sounds like a wonderful book. A, a truly Thanks. wonderful book. 
Um, yeah. I, and, and that answered my next question also, which was, what, what's next for you? So, <laughs> well, uh, I I noticed. Jump the gun that, uh, there. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's 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 great. I'm I'm so happy that you're doing that. You know, I noticed the other thing I noticed too is that you don't you don't seem to have um, that competitive ego type of personality either, which is really neat because um, I think you're genuinely happy when somebody says, you know, your photos inspired me to pick up my camera or your book inspired me to write my story or, you know, those types of things. Um, Is that true? Yes, yes, yeah. You know, that's, I, yeah, I really am not competitive in a sense. I I really lean toward a cooperative type of of view of things. And, yeah, you see, I mean, and to me, the the whole idea behind bringing inspiration to earth is to be inspirational. And if you can have someone um, improve their, you know, fulfillment or quality of life by, you know, something they heard on the show or have seen on Facebook or read in the book, you know, that's great. I mean, to me, that's, you know, you're, again, like I use that ripple, you know, you're creating that little ripple out there where they can then in turn, you know, inspire others. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, to me, that's like, that's like the ultimate reward is, is having someone. Um, and, and, you know, I also, I know there are a lot of people out there with, you know, like Facebook feeds is they're the only one who can post to, to their feed, and it's like it's all about them. And and I'm not. I have you know quite a few people who contribute to the feed. Um, I don't. Uh, the only time I kind of limit posts is if someone is constantly you know posting either negativity or it's just constant um, not ongoing promotion. You know, to me, it's like you know, there's more to life than just. Promoting your book or promoting yourself. It's like, you know, what yeah, what I other things a, are important? I have a group out there, and I think it might be because I just don't feel like I have enough time every day to to be. I personally don't even have enough time to be in my own group. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I'm noticing that more and more. I don't know whether to shut it down or what to do, but I'm noticing more and more the posts are all promotional. And yeah. I don't know quite what to do about it. I feel like I'm in this spot where it's like, you know, this is great, and I want to be able to promote what you're doing and your blogs and your thoughts. And they're all really good, high-quality, it's awesome information, but the whole group has turned into all people are promoting is their brand and blog and radio show yeah. and this and that. And I, but the intention behind it is more of discussion. And, um, right, right. I keep I keep hoping. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work out this way without doing and taking action myself. Yeah. Probably that you know somebody will be like question of the day, or you know something something other than you know just hope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tough though, isn't it? When with those groups. Well, you know, it, it's yeah, I can understand that, and you know, and you're right. It's good to be able, you know, to promote, and but, um, and you know, for for me, the way again, way the way I do it is, I just, you know, basically keep the connection, but don't allow the that particular posting, and and um, and you know, as a result, I mean, the people that I have now that do it, a lot of times they'll be posting other pictures or inspirational messages. Um, you know, I don't have you know the people on there who post what they had for dinner, <laughs> you know, and I'm going to bed. I know, it's a real I don't care what time you go to bed, you know, and I really don't care what you had for dinner. But um, <laughs> if you have some inspirational thought, though, I'm, I'm, I'm interested, so. That's really funny. Um, 
on your on your um, website. I noticed also mm-hmm. that you have um, become a show sponsor. How, if someone wants to sponsor your radio show, what do they do? Yeah, I guess they, they can click uh, here. <laughs> they can click the sponsor link and become a show sponsor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's um, yeah, that's just something you know new. There, there have been a couple of publicists who have asked me, you know, if if they could be a show sponsor, and so I just put together a few pa- uh, few packages, very you know, inexpensive packages that really I can. I what I do is I promote the show and promote the author on you know media contacts and on a regular basis and and just do a lot of cross promoting so that's that's pretty much what the what it is and then also offer them if they want to have a a 30 or 60 second commercial during the show they can do that too so there have been a few not not many as a matter of fact i had a a, a woman a couple of days ago who's going to be on my show in, in january she's um a dementia care specialist and um she asked me that she was now is, is your do you have sponsors or are you non-profit <laughs> as well i try not to be non-profit <laughs> but but uh <laughs> but i do have pa- packages available you know if you're interested so dot com dot com how much of your time do you spend reading because it really looks like you're one well-read individual Yes, yeah, that's um I spend a lot of time reading actually. It's it's um if I'm not not doing a show um and not writing or doing some of the other things, then I do a lot of reading. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, I can't say really the amount of time um I spend. I don't because it really varies and quite often I'll just be reading the books of of upcoming guests, um, I really don't kind of go outside that because I just I mean there's just enough <laughs> time for, for enough those. Time in the day. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and, and I, I do have uh, occasionally you know a book that isn't a show guest that I'm really interested in, but um, but yeah, and and not every author provides me a review copy, so you know there's uh, even though I have you know yeah a lot of uh, authors on there, you know I don't require them to send me a review copy even though. So, you know, if they do, I do read it because it's, first of all, you know, as an author yourself, you know how uh, how much better it is when you speak with a, a radio host who has read your book versus someone who hasn't. Uh, you right. know, the, qu- the quality of the discussion is just so much better. And and I, I, I delight in being able to talk to one author and coming up with a question that they have never been asked before. It's like, oh, you know, in all the hundreds of interviews I've done, no one has ever asked me that before. I like that, yeah. Well, yeah, I do. I thought yeah. one of the things we would do with you, um, if you want to, um, is I intended this show to be sort of an introductory call for everybody to get to know you in our audience if they're not already familiar with you. And then what I thought we would do is maybe do one or two more shows and do book interviews with you. Would you Would you ever want to do something uh, like that? So oh, we could really absolutely. break down your book? I think that would be better. I, do, I could not for the life of me figure out how to do all of that in one <laughs> one hour show. But I thought yeah. we could put together some more shows that might teach people the lessons that are in your book. And... Um, Anyway, let me know if you want to yeah, do that. And if you, absolutely. You know, yes. I, it won't I, be a year from now either, I promise. <laughs> we'll get a schedule. That was, I, I, I truly believe in the divine timing. I, I don't even I don't even 
look twice at when those kinds of things happen. You know, it, it, to me, it's everything works out when it's supposed to. And you know, because I've you know I've I've put out uh, you know in, invites to people who don't respond for a long time, and it's like that's fine. You know, I, I don't attach myself to a result. You know, so that when it happens, it's great. And you know, even if it doesn't happen, that's okay too. I just don't. You know, it, it, a lot of people just really get, that's one of those things from the book, you know, the, the spirituality bites. It's like, you know, kind of divorce yourself from any expected outcome or any attachment to a, a particular result, you know. And if you do that, then you really kind of, you prevent a whole lot of worry, a whole lot of angst, a whole lot of frustration, and you just allow to ha- whatever to happen, you know, to unfold. Isn't that hard to do sometimes? Well, and I, and I mean that yeah. for people who. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You were going to say. For well, people who... for for people who don't have that practice, sometimes it takes hearing what you just said like 20 times before they before you even understand what you just said. Because mm-hmm. when you yes. live in that anxiety yeah. and that worry and that everything yeah. to to do, to like separate yourself from an outcome so that you can sort of just be. Oh. <laughs> That's hard to yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, and you, the key word you used was practice. I mean, truly, I've gotten a lot of practice with it over the years, and it's gotten to the point now where it's a rarity when I find myself attached to, to something, and, and when I do, it's like, oh, remember what happened? You know, you just cut it out. You know better. You know, and uh, but but it is. It's, it's just it's practice, and you know, it's. I, I come from a family of warriors, and you know it was that was one of the hardest things for me to to deprogram is to stop worrying about you know anything and everything, you know what what was going to happen, what might happen, what didn't happen, you know, or even what did happen, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And and how do you just for anybody listening? We have a few minutes left here. What's one thing that somebody could do to put that practice in motion? Well, um, yeah, well, I, I think the the first thing is to become aware when you have uh, a sense of um, anxiety, you know, that uh, about anything in particular, you know. So if there's something that gets you, wor- you know, you, you get that bodily uh, reaction of, of worry that maybe the adrenaline kind of increases, the thoughts start going crazy, um, any any kind of, you know, time when, when that happens, then just that's when you have to stop and take a break from that and and recognize kind of kind of just look at it from a distance okay what is it that i'm worried about oh, i'm worried about this is going to happen or this isn't going to happen um is there anything you can do about alleviating alleviating that you know maybe some kind of action to, to help it if there is great do it if there isn't then just let it go because if there's nothing that you can do about it then then there's really no makes no sense to be to be worried or, or anxious. So it really the whole process is first becoming aware of when something triggers you uh, tr- triggers that anxious moment, and then it, then rather than continuing the pattern of worry or angst or frustration or whatever, then step back and look at it you know, as if someone was like looking at it from, from outside and, and say, okay, now 
what is it exactly that is creating this? And then, like I say, if you can take action, take action. If you can't, then just let it go. And, and it is hard. You know, letting go is probably one of the most difficult things that people can do. There's always a tendency to to hold on. And, and even if you know that there's going to be a um, a negative result or something because of past patterns, it's people a lot of times just fall into whatever is comfortable. I know I know that it's going to result in me being anxious, but I've been anxious before and I've handled it before. So, you know, being anxious is still okay, you know, uh, rather than, you know, if I'm not anxious, oh, my God, then what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, what's, what's the appropriate response? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a whole can of worms, isn't it, that worrying, anxiety, yeah. um, and sometimes the accompanying depression that goes with it on the flip swing, you know, on the on the other side mm-hmm. of it, if you if it's not in check, it's that's a that's a doozy. But that's good that's good advice right there. I think I I hope somebody listens to that and it and it helps even just one person like we've been kind of talking about. But um, as we as we close out here, is there anything that I missed that you wanted to talk about before we go? Um, not, not that I can think. Of. The only thing that you know I use in my little closing to my show is um, a saying that I I like to uh, kind of leave people with, and that is um, to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to, to the lives of the people you touch. So, you know, just be be bright. You know, shine your light, um, inspire others, and you know, inspire yourself. Love it. And lift each other up. I'll add to it a little bit. Lift each other up. Percolate. I love that. Percolate. Yeah, percolate. Well, when you, when you said that, I smiled because I love that, you know, the bright light and the inspiration and the high energy and and, uh, and all that stuff. It, it makes the world a better place. So thank you very, very much for being with me today. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me on your show. And I'm glad you could be here today. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you very much for having me. And I look forward to talking to you again. Yeah, I, I hope you'll come back on and we'll, we'll take your books and, and go through them, you know, for maybe for like a half an hour at a time or something like that and, and really dig deep into them. I think that would be really cool. Cause it, I don't know how we'll do the picture book, but we'll do the other two. How's that sound? <laughs> That's great. Thank you very picture much. Book, I, I appreciate know. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Um, for everybody listening, um, that was Robert Sharp from Bringing Inspiration to Earth. His website is B-I-T-E-R-A-D-I-O dot M-E, and I hope you'll go there. Check it out. Lots of great information there. Robert has a wonderful radio show also on Blog Talk Radio, and um, just a wonderful guest, lots of information. He's written three books, and um, check out his website, and I hope you'll follow him and listen to to his show, and um, I'll let you know when he comes back on. So thanks, everybody, for listening today. I hope you have a wonderful day, and please visit us at besteveryou.com. We appreciate Appreciate you listening. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.